How's it going, Evan? Uh, you know, same old, same old. <laughs> How is isolation act- treating you? You didn't actually tell me you were hitting record or you're just like, let's go. And then we paused and then you just, I didn't yeah, know if you'd actually let go. Well, because welcome to EDH Rec, Devin. I hope the, you enjoy the podca- today. The podcast where we stare at separate computers and talk to each other through the internet. I see an excellent white screen right now telling me who's talking. I minimized yours, so I'm just looking at a background right now. <laughs> Staring at a background. <laughs> excellent. Uh, yeah, so this is episode uh, 43, I believe. Oh, I, uh, I wrote down as 42, but that's fine. Nope. Just nope. My, my own notes are all totally screwed up. And we are episode two of uh, Isolationist Theory. Yes. Now, the announcement out of where we live is that uh, they might not reduce these restrictions till June. Uh, My thought is July, but yeah. And and we're in a place doing pretty well, I would say. Yeah, no, I would say that (laughs) that, uh, Canada itself, apart from a few isolated areas, is doing pretty good. Where we are is hit this pretty early and we're still like, now maybe they're just being cautious, but uh, we, our, our year anniversary could very well happen through this computer. <laughs> yep. I feel it will actually, because it, it's going to come up in June and I think we'll be doing this. Yeah. Uh, we were going to go to a pub and uh, get a space and bring some people from the local community over and celebrate. Yeah, it doesn't, but now, doesn't sound so likely. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're just gonna talk like this. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we're uh, doing luckily, pretty good, but it's still pretty uh, isolated, pretty pretty quiet outside. Yep, and uh, Ikoria and Commander Twenty spoilers have come out. We're gonna wait for the whole set, and as we'll, we do, we'll as do, we do something. Um, uh, but we'll talk about that when it gets closer to the set that I'm gonna say right now still isn't gonna come out on May fifteenth. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to like take like M20's slot and then just totally screw up the whole year. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think I think this year is a wash for most of these games that rely on cycles anyway. Uh, yeah. the only the only thing like doing well right now is computer games essentially. <laughs> uh, I heard that j- jigsaw puzzles are like sales are through the roof and they're becoming hard to find. I can see that too. Yeah, for sure. Board <laughs> games, jigsaw puzzles must be yeah. going crazy for families like Yeah. Together. Monopoly sales must be just the highest it's been in 20 years. I don't know. You can't avoid your family after <laughs> after that argument and Monopoly. You, you flip the table. Yeah, exactly. Then where do you go? You storm off to... <laughs> Another room. <laughs> Out. <laughs> uh, yeah, this so is it's our episode uh, I have just called our patron day. Because yes, I mean, I had a different title, but it was... Our patrons. Yes, because some people uh sent us messages uh while we were trying to figure out a time to record um and so we've uh taken those suggestions we have yeah except for one one suggestion was to talk about Ikoria and the commanders but we we yes. always wait for the sets to fully drop to sort of yeah look at them. i've look i've posted if you follow the twitter i've been trying to inform people that they aren't reading rules and i don't follow uh, our our discord we've talked a little bit um People know my thoughts. We'll make it official of the, the podcast. Um, as you can tell by my lack of enthusiasm, I'm a little worried about the set. Uh, the thing I find amusing, it doesn't really matter for Commander, but I will struggle to tell you which cards are in standard and which cards are not right now. Yeah. no, Because I they sort of, they didn't spoil Ikoria and then spoil Commander. They did Ikoria, then the next day they did Commander, and then it's just been a mishmash. 
Yeah, I've, I've had a difficult time just uh, just coming over the idea of the fact that we're essentially turning magic into a mini Pokemon. Yes, okay. Yeah, but we got we to gotta save all this because this Look, is... Um... I'll talk about it again. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I've, and I mean, half our arguments have been like, look, this set, at best, you can get excited and you're going to have to wait five weeks, but you're probably going to have to wait like 15 weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to... It's going to, and we will definitely talk about this in May, but just to touch on it, just because we are talking, one of the things will lead into this. Uh, it, it is going to kill the idea of it because, I, you know, the set will be out for a month before we can play it. And that's not talking about places like the U.S. who aren't dealing with this at the same level or Italy or Germany where, yeah, you know, they're, they're going through such a crisis. We'll, we might get to play it by July. Those people won't get to play the set till the next set is coming out, most likely. <laughs> well, that's where I don't know where they'll launch it because yeah. they're not just going to put it like, and there's like, oh, well, they can do MGG Arena, but then there's not launch Commander 20, even though this is like the time where they're like, hey, look, we've synced it up with the set and then we yeah, can launch it. Because exactly. <laughs> we launched it on standard on on uh, Arena, and but you can't put commander on there. There's no way you can reasonably expect sales to be high on a, a something like commander that needs <laughs> no. multiplayer. Like you can't even sit across from your wife or your, your significant other and play a game. Like you need more than you two need people. a whole family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to recruit my kids, but uh, let alone playing with, you know, a group of friends who play magic with us all the time. Like it's just impossible. Yeah. And that's where uh, we were talking about that in our little, group chat with friends about like it's hard to get excited and build decks when you can't play them oh i'm, so. I'm at that point right now i, I post <laughs> a picture in my basement because it's just stacks of cards with generals laid out yeah so that was and, one of the questions we had was uh what are we doing for fun to pass the time and yeah. it is it is not deck building i've sort of looked at a couple decks it is not but, deck building. but like i don't really want to be like oh i should get this card because that's kind of difficult right now <laughs> to to get cards yeah it's, um, it's and then and then what does that accomplish yeah i i i sat down and i said to myself all right this is a perfect time for me to sort of go through my decks rebuild some of them i broke everything down except zada and locust god and i said time to pick new generals and rebuild let's just start from scratch and then i'm just staring at a giant pile of cards <laughs> that i have no want or drive to to even go through yeah but, i feel like one, one thing I'll accomplish is I'll probably like write down my deck list so that if I do start making new ones that I can always go back to these ones because it's something I don't always do, which yeah. I don't have an up-to-date list. But then I always think like, well, if I could take this deck and just have a list of it, I could rebuild it in an instant. I ain't um, about that life. I but just, uh, I that might be the only preparation I do because, yeah, look... I, if you can get a camera, we could probably figure out how to play. But you don't have a camera, so I can't even set up some you can, bad... You can set up Android phones, I guess, which I have as like a webcam through your computer. So I'm going to okay. look at that. Yeah, I figured there might be a way because uh, we were talking earlier about you know what we were doing. We we played Jackbox. We, we, did. we figured out how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been playing some trivia that uh, local people have been putting on. Uh, I'll, I'll throw online. So in theory, we can play magic at some point good yeah i mean my life has essentially been online too to talk about what i'm doing for fun uh some of the main things i'm doing for fun is that i'm trolling facebook a lot more uh that's Sweet. fun and i haven't for even me. i haven't even invited you to our covid uh local group i've just sent you screen caps of every time that I've, it floats i've been i've been hungrily waiting for the <laughs> uh some of those comments are just stunning uh, i've oh, mostly man. been just sitting on there sort of 
one thing I've been doing is I've been sharing like stories about my youth, uh, just to entertain people. Yes, yes, you're um, ridiculous. They're not. They're not like PG stories either. Most of them are not. No, 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 no. Some of them are, but most of them are not. But uh, I've been doing that just to sort of entertain people and also sort of like as a cathartic experience for clearing out the boredom and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also been playing a lot of online video games. Yes, you've been playing what? Uh, Spire? No. Slay yes. the Spire. Slay uh, the Spire. I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile, which is an older game that's like, uh, online with my friends. Um, yeah. Company Heroes 2, Civilization 5 and 6. I have a, literally, I'm looking at a wall of games. that I've. Been yeah, you and I were playing a game of Civ 5. That, uh, we were. We were, yeah. You, I, yeah, you <laughs> held me I, off, buddy. <laughs> I conceded. Uh, I put all of my turtling tactics into effect against your superior technology. <laughs> and we called it a wash because it was going to take you like an hour and a half to finally beat yeah, me. I was about, I was about an hour and 10 minutes away from nuclear weapons. And then I was like, I'll kill him then. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, I am not letting you take anything until then. <laughs> it was a, I was, I was shocked actually when I landed on the shores of your Island, I was like, what am I facing here? This is ridiculous. I lost like six units just landing. <laughs> The other, well, one tactic I sometimes do is uh, pile up money and then don't buy armies till someone attacks. And then you just pile up a bunch of army they're not expecting. And then they're just completely... So I did that. I purposely sort of like left my army somewhat. I also didn't know where you were going to land. So uh, <laughs> I tried to put like sentries everywhere and then be like, oh, he's landing here. And then just pile in an army yeah, you weren't expecting. I think it was like the worst place for me to land too because I was in between two of your allied city-states. Yes, I had also been making friends with them and donating troops to them so that they would uh, they would yeah. just slow yeah. you the hell down. When I, when I saw your whole land source, I realized if I would have landed on the other side, I probably would have been able to take a city. But, probably, uh, yeah. Because there was nothing stopping me. But because I landed literally right next to both of your allies, I just started getting bashed. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, this isn't going to go so well. It was yeah. a bloody game. Uh, that was it fun. Was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else have I been doing? Like I said, I shredded all my decks except the two. Um, uh, kept Locust God together because I did spend a fair bit of time building it just to beat up on the on the tryhards and yep. Zada because I can't. I, in my heart of hearts, I can't break it apart. It's, it's like your oldest nowhere. Like when I think back to like all the decks you've built, I think Zada has been the one that's always stayed together. Yes, it has. It was like, no other. Deck. Every other deck is expendable to you. Yes, every other card is expendable. To you. <laughs> sure. There's two cards that I will not get rid of, and that's the Phyrexian uh, language Elish Norn. And right. that did I, you did you take apart the Elish Norn deck? I took it apart, but I'm just going to rebuild it. Just not banding. No, not banding. It's going to be for real. Ah, <laughs> uh, and just to talk about Akoria for a second, there was uh, one game designer online was talking about something and he was teasing cards and he was like, you know, they were talking about, Oh, there was the one they were talking about sort of designing Ikoria or no, it was a uh, M20 and about like, would they be restricted to just the mechanics of Ikoria or could they do anything? And they agreed they could do everything. So if they wanted to do um, banding or phasing or delve, they could do that. And then he said, one of those cards is real. Oh. And unfortunately, then like two days later, they released a Delve card. I was like, damn it, damn it. No. No. <laughs> this is why I, I, just, I, I just can't get behind those. This is why we uh. also, apart from the fact that we're just not popular enough, we, we're not corporate shills. We won't get a preview no. card because we refuse to bow down to the man. I'm angry at Wizards of the Coast now for teasing. Well, yeah, and you know, I laugh at some of the people being like, I'm super excited to show my preview card and it's like a terrible card that no one will play and it's like, <laughs> it's like you're a, not 
a six time reprint. They're like, <laughs> here's here's Elvish Mystic. It's like, well, Jesus, that, that's only a ninth edition character. Where yeah, whoa, but check out the art. You're like, yeah, it's worse. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, maybe guys, I got this right. sweet card, Crypt Rats. It's a new card. That's Remember a, when that happened? For those of you who don't know, an in joke for us. An in joke. One of our local store owners did not realize that Crip Rats was an old card, and he was talking about brand new tech to put in his rat deck. And I made a comment. It's like, yeah, brand new tech in 1996, because that's a Visions card, I believe, or Mirage. It's one of them. Yeah, something like that. It's old. (laughs) I'm looking up now. So Brian, yeah. That's part is that I can look this stuff up while we're just sitting here. And I can hear it because... Uh, the clacking. The clacking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it sounded so bad last week. when it, um, No, it didn't. Uh, it came out good. I guess if other things... Look, we haven't even introduced ourselves. We're just... I mean, okay. I, and to be fair, we're drinking for the first time since like... We are. We are. Usually we're just ornery, but now we're drinking because... I don't think we've done it since we did the preview set for uh, Theros, which we got way too drunk on. Um so we're a little off track already. Yeah. yeah but uh, I'm Brian. But, you're Evan. Where are you? I was just thinking. Did say that. <laughs> that. Podcast about finite commander. We said it was, um, I think we said something else, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, <clears throat> I listened to the last episode and it seemed fine. Um, and I listened to it because uh, we have to do our homework at some point in this episode. And I could not remember what <laughs> commander I gave you. So I had to listen to the episode to find out. <laughs> I, it took me a little bit to click. I was at work and I, I thought it was, when was it? It was about uh, it was about two or three days ago. And I thought to myself, holy shit, Evan, Evan gave me some homework. I need to work out here. Yeah. So I running it through my head and then I realized who it was. And I was like, oh, Johan. And then I was talking to one of our mutual friends online about it. And I said, yeah, yeah, for the next episode, I got to do that homework. And he had listened to the episode. And he said, the best card is a card that's not even mentioned on EDH Rec. And it's going to be awesome when I bring it up. Sweet. Well, we'll save that for the end because... Well, um... I guess uh, our topic this week is sort of power levels ish. Yeah. Um, In that range, like how to sort of identify it, how to lower or raise it. Yeah. And what does it mean? Cause we sort of, um, our discord chat uh, for, I, it was for Patreon people, but now, you know, if you want to send us a message and join it, we were talking a little bit about that and about what it means. And then we were talking with some other people about it. So we figured we should, you and I should talk about it <laughs> on on this. So for power levels, what I was going to base our conversation on was uh, first, hold on. I oh. just posted. That was just me. <laughs> I was like, what just beeped? It's Brian posting in our Discord. It's that, Discord. Um, I didn't even know I was signed in on this computer. Uh, yeah, so I thought uh, I'd start by talking about uh, the command zone is kind of popularized power levels. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. We don't as sort of a group, we don't tend to talk too much about it. I'll just tell you, like, here's a good deck, and here's, like, an okay deck, and here's, like, my um, for fun deck. We work, um, our play group kind of works on on sort of the social shaming level of gaming, where if someone comes with too hardcore yeah. of a deck, we kind of just, as a group, shame them. Yes, and you target them, and then you mock them in person. Yeah. It's and more you, mocking until, until they stop. Until they're like, oh, okay, I see what you guys mean. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. only occasionally will someone then pull some the same degenerate one just to make them feel bad and be like see this is what it's like um, but yeah it's a lot of that so um, so it's so we don't really deal with it so I had to actually 
go through and, and find out what these levels are because I didn't know and I've never tried to grade my own ones, but I've attempted it now. But our scale's a little off. Oh, this drinking is really hard. Um, <laughs> like to find your mouth or what's going on? <laughs> just, just man. Look, we've talked about this, I think, before. I, I have like no tolerance. So there's, there's like zero, like we're like 15 minutes in and I'm buzzed already. And I started... <laughs> I started when we started this episode. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a second glass of wine. Like I, I'm um, way more of a heavyweight than you are. No, I'm uh, already already dying here. Okay. <laughs> this is, is going to be rough. Power levels. Uh, Bring it back anyway, power levels. so power levels. Um, so <laughs> I'll go over quickly uh, sort of what the command zone uses. Um, and then we'll sort of talk about how well, you're going over to that us. to listeners. I'm going to go grab another glass of wine. Sweet. I will talk to myself. No, I'll talk, to, I'll talk to all you cool cats out there. It's a, a, a Tiger King reference. <laughs> um, so uh, the uh, command zone uses this. So they basically have one to two. They call jank, which is basically you just threw a bunch of cards together because you have no idea what you're doing. It's probably the first deck you made or you're 10 years old and you don't know what you're doing. So it's mostly irrelevant. Uh, three to four, they list as casuals, uh, which is basically you've built on a theme uh, and the theme isn't, any sort of winning. So you've done things like chair tribal or, uh, you know, some obscure tribe like thralls tribal, and you've done it for fun, um, but you haven't picked, you know, something that's like zombies that has any sort of synergy. Um, and you've just built it because it'll be funny and weird. And again, you're not really about winning. You're about playing sort of cards that you want to play or are amusing to play. Yeah. Um, and so the next one they have is five to six is focused. So basically you don't necessarily have the most tuned mana base. You don't always have early game plays, but you have a plan. You've playing sort of generals that do work. There's some sort of synergy. You have probably a win con or two in there that isn't just like, oops, I found a way to deal damage. Um, but it's not like tuned in any way so when we talked a while ago about tune versus and focus and all that stuff this would be non-tuned seven to eight they have is optimized which basically means it has a pretty strong mana base it's probably about as solid as you can get it has lots of win cons and importantly it has tutors to sort of limit the randomness that can happen and it's going to have in their case infinite combos and things like that that you can pull off and then nine to ten is cdh which is basically you should have a curve set up where you make a play every turn and you can win the game by like turn four or five yeah. or attempt every, to win the game every turn steps you closer instead yeah of turn yeah turn. so that's sort of that's sort of how that works. Um, so, I mean, when you look at it, like one to four probably aren't going to happen. Actually, I've definitely, we've all probably made a four of just a casual, like, hey, I'm doing this joke deck just for fun. Yeah, but I would say all of our decks are probably between five to eight. And I would argue that there's not, there's not a huge difference. Like the difference between five and eight is basically when you say my deck's good and my deck's okay, yeah. or my deck's fine. And it's more like laziness uh, where you're just like, look, I just don't want to play lab man. So my deck's a six, yeah. which is t tends to be where I'm fall on these power level schemes. Uh, and with that, most decks are fine. Like that's why I'm never really a big deal with power levels is because they're mostly irrelevant. Like if you're playing a jank deck that doesn't do anything, you obviously know you're in trouble. So why classify it as any sort of power level? And if you're playing CDH, you should know. So why again, bother 
giving it a power level. Everyone falls between five and eight. And I think fives can play against eight if you're smart. Um, I, I've seen it. Well, the beauty about Commander is that it comes down to the fact that you're, you're multiplayer. So you can slip through the cracks as a five, if you're, especially if you're not efficient. You, know, yes. you can spend the time building. You're not a threat. You get to where you need to be. Maybe you don't have the proper tutors, you demonic tutor, you diabolic tutor instead of demonic tutor, things like that where, you know, you're not running the efficiency. You're just running the card that does it. So you're running diabolic instead of demonic. Yeah. I believe that that's the order. You're running, and, you know, uh, you're running um, the, the six drop white card that goes and gets two enchantments instead of your sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> idyllic yeah. tutor. Yeah. Plea for, plea for guidance instead of idyllic yeah. tutor. You're running things like that where you will get there. It's just not the fastest way. Yeah, and and so in our sort of play group, I would say we anyone playing like a seven to eight, we sort of harass into degrading slightly, uh, and then we generally play. I would say following this because based on a couple of criteria I have here, uh, five to six. But then everyone there are sevens and eights. Um, we just sort of mock people for them because I would say the lab man. Um, or Thassa's Oracle into Demonic Tutor is an eight. You're not um, uh, Diabolic Intent, is that it? Yeah. What's the stupid card? That your, if your deck oh, has no, that... Demonic Consultation. Consultation, that's it. If your deck has that combo, I would say you're at an eight because you're a, that's about as janky, or not as well, janky, but as efficient a win con that isn't CDH as possible. You're, you're at an eight, I feel, if you have ways to go get them. Right? Because your general matters too. Sure, if, you're, yes. if you're running Kess... Yes. If yeah, you're so Cast playing... Lab Man, you're definitely <laughs> yes. at that six, seven, eight level. If you're, if I don't think you're think just you could playing like Rimgrin Lab Man, you're you're probably a five. You know, you're not, sure. you're, you're, well, yeah. You're, so, so here's I guess where we'll start our certain conversation here in terms of like how do you tell your power level or or what causes it beyond just sort of that description. I would say um, I have four things here. So. First one is essentially speed of play, which I just basically wrote down as fast mana. If you're playing all the fast mana, you're playing a high power level. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're playing. If you have a right. mana crypt and a mana vault, you are playing at a higher power level because you could have an explosive start. Yeah. Um, just the way it is. Uh, I ha also have um, uh, game winning cards. If you're playing things like approach the second sun, enter the infinite omniscience lab man, uh, if you're playing Cyclonic Rift, Torment of Hellfire, Aetherflux Reservoir, get cards that basically by casting, you have a strong chance of winning the game off of. Yep. Then you're at a high power level. It does not matter uh, what the rest is in your deck. If you just if you just drop an Aetherflux and you have a way to cast a bunch of spells, you're playing a high power level deck. If you want yours to be lower power level, take that card out. Yep. It doesn't really. Uh, the other ones are tutors. The more tutors you have, the higher power level you have because it reduces the randomness. Um, it's why I think you can argue that like mono red can't be that powerful um, because you just can't tutor. <laughs> um, yes. uh, you know, you get redundancy, I guess, because Cranko's probably the most competitive one. I would put uh, all the goblin commanders. I mean, Cranko Zada. I wouldn't put all of them. There's Ben. Okay, you're right. Not all. <laughs> all the ones that you see play, like Cranko yeah. Zada, 
uh, crack shot. The uh, crank goat. Yeah, Ishi Ishi crack shot. <laughs> really up there. But but that brings to my fourth one is uh, your power level depends on your commander. Uh, so I basically have if you're playing value commanders like Maldrotha or Yark or Golos or Urza or as I noted, uh, all the recent commanders that have come out, yeah. you're at a higher power level. The last two uh, levels of commander since the Planeswalker ones, the the last years and now this years from what they've seen, they're all at least fives and sixes. Like you can't actually build them under that. Their oh, their powers no. themselves seem to dictate that you're going to be at a at a competitive level. I'm not even sure you can make Maldrotha. Like you'd struggle to make it a six. Like you'd have to purposely like it would be you, fall you'd over yourself. Your Maldrotha is what you would have to run. Like sure, like no permanence, just a six six. Um, and, and that's that's something that I think we'll talk about with the and stuff. Is that I think uh, EDH is becoming a smaller format because. Uh, the power level is forcing less creativity uh, yeah. because they're just printing just such value commanders that the decks then they're all the same. Well, no what one's going doing back to the old ones. And we will definitely talk about this, but I'll touch on it right now is, is what they're doing is I feel that they're coming back to what we discussed in the, what the fuck is Rack Rosewater talking about episode <laughs> yes. where they are trying to pull control of commander back to them. Uh, and yes. EDH, where they want to be the ones holding the ball instead of the rules committee. Uh, and also they want to sort of push out the older commanders that they kind of printed for fun or for whatever, not caring. Yes. Right. Yes. They didn't give a shit about old legends in 2016, 2015. They printed <laughs> yeah. whatever. And they want to sort of channel EDH and commander into their channels. Well, you'll buy new commanders if they're sweet. So yeah. And like they're even aligning the sets kind of with the commander sets that come out. Like you can see cards that really coincide with what they're doing and set to set, you'll see cards that commander players will run together. And it's just, it's, it's, it, it's pretty obvious. I feel if you look at it in a line. Yeah. 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 So, so that's sort of it. So, and it's, it's a lot of the new ones. So basically, Oh, um, you want I'm me to die. take over there, bud? Yeah. Right. I'm dying here. <laughs> So I would say if you're trying to adjust your power level, take a look. Are you playing a commander that you would say is really good or are you playing Dong Zhao the Tyrant? Because if you're playing sort of a... back to your deck, by the way. Exactly. If you're, play, if you're playing sort of a strange commander that most people don't play or doesn't have huge synergy, you're, you're at a lower power level. Just plain yeah. and simple. Um, and then if you don't play fast mana, if you don't play tutors. So sort of it's like a balance so you can play a kind of a wonky commander and put all the best cards in it you're still not going to have the highest of power level cards no. or deck just because the synergy is not really going to work but so, if, you, if you could score three of the four off your list you're playing at the highest power level outside of cdh in my mind if you could yes. score you know if you have a bunch of game winning cards you have a bunch of tutors and, and you, you have, have fast mana but you have a crappy commander you're still got a pretty strong deck you're going to have a strong deck if you have any of those 3 you're probably yeah. going to mark at a 7 or an 8 you're going to you're going to be synergistic regardless of what piece you're missing yeah and so i would say In fact, i would say fast mana is probably the least part that matters it probably is it's more probably to get you Tutors. to the CDH level. Yeah, the two the CDH is where you care about all the fast man. I mean, you got a soul ring, you're probably doing well. You know, you're yeah. you're just fine. But it's I think the biggest but if you're not playing there, the Moxes or uh yeah, Lion's yeah, yeah. Eye Diamond or something like that. Well, 
I feel Lion's Eye has a special place only for CEDH. You're not running that in a casual environment. Or yeah. I, well, I also want to say that, um, um, you know, we're, we don't play infinite, but like these power levels still work because we've played against, I'll mention this, I think it was a Thrasios and Timnos deck. It was. And, yeah. uh, it was our buddy and he like showed the commanders and I was like, oh, are we playing CEDH? He sort of laughed um, because I, I think he just sort of threw the deck together and didn't really realize it. But I think it was like turn three where he put out a notion thief and then time twistered and yeah. someone attempted to path the notion thief and he force a willed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and th that was the game. Um, oh, of course it is. Well, like, like my games, I was playing. <laughs> this happens. These are like, clearly that's like CDH quality plays. It requires a lot of money to have. Um, on turn these come one, out without the playing guy, it. The same guy yeah. on turn one. I know who you're talking about. The same guy on turn one in one of our games. There's only one person who has time faster <laughs> that we know. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he dropped uh, turn one. I believe it was underground C. Uh, he dropped a zero drop Mox. I yep. think the Opal or one of the one usually of the ones Lion's Eye Diamond is a favorite. And then he well. dropped Lion's Eye, and then he floated <laughs> all the mana, and he time twisted before we took a turn. <laughs> So this was yeah. his turn one, turn one of the game. He made the other three players discard the cards. The guy across from me was on five-color Najila, didn't play a land till turn six. <laughs> yeah, so I always think this when someone's like, I have a sweet deck. It's like, no, you don't, because you can't you do. do this. You do. You have but a sweet deck for as competitive, as competitive as most metas go. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, until you can turn one, pitch my hand. I'm not yeah. calling your deck sweet. <laughs> yeah. Fun. So, so that's the thing with CDH is like, look, y y ignoring that I said, power level is basically between five and eight on this scale. And five is like, eh, I'm playing a wonky commander and I, you know, it's like my B string deck. So it doesn't even have all my best cards, whatever. And then eight is like, this is my try hard deck yeah. where I try to do as much as possible, but I haven't invested three thousand dollars into the deck eight's pretty much the top of where we talk about in a yes. positive fashion <laughs> and i don't think and I, I guess here's the next thing it can you rank some of your decks because i wouldn't call any of my decks an eight because i don't play a lot of those i play this card and win the game cards. i would i would uh not anymore I, not anymore i don't, I I don't play a lot of tutors either I'd probably call Locust God and Zada as close as possible, but Mono Red, it's tough, like you said, to call an eight, but it's as close to an eight as Mono Red can get. My Zada deck. Yeah. I would say my. As tuned as tune can be. I would say my strongest deck I currently have built is my Arithmetic deck, and I'd still only probably call it a seven because I can't be bothered to put a Lab Man in. It, I, can, well, yeah. it can draw the whole deck. I just try not to because my then Locust I lose. God could be an eight if I put more infinites in it. Sure, we're but we're we're not putting infinites. We're in. not infinites. I think you could, I think you can still get to eight without infinites. I I I would I I'm doing it because I feel you know I don't want to be a dick, but I do feel <laughs> that it's it's as close to an eight as I can get without putting. I have one random infinite of three cards hit at the same time. Yeah, uh, which I did solely to just control the fact that it's built to crush as many EDH decks at a time as I can. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that when you were going. Yeah. That was um. I just refer to it as the before time, you know, when you could travel to places and do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The before time, the past is what we like. It's to like call it now. I don't need to set an alarm clock. Alarm clocks are for the before time. When We're I not... could shake hands and yeah, uh, yeah, 
and not cross the street when someone's walking on the same road. That's amazing when you walk down the street and, so, and today, everyone just like runs away from you. And it's... Topic today, <laughs> walking down the road to go to, uh, to, I'm off work. I took a couple hours off work today early. I walked down the road, uh, heading to the bus stop. There's a lady a hundred feet, maybe 150 feet away from me. Uh, and she starts to, to shift. So I do too, but we shift the same way. So we both start to shift back. Nice. And then finally I just stand there and she starts laughing sort of embarrassed. And I was like, no, no, it's like, this is how we're doing things. Now you go around. I'll, I'll, I'll go after you choose your path. Yeah. Kind of well, like, Sorry. And I was like, no, you don't need to apologize. Like I work at a hospital. I understand how this works. Don't worry. But it yeah. was just such a weird moment because we were so distant from each other. We were like the length of half of, you know, the park that I was walking by. And she's just like, oh, 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 oh. And it's like, all right, like figure this out. Well, that's like, it, it's so weird because you like walk down the street and you like cross the street to avoid someone, but you like smile and wave at the person yeah, even yeah, though you're, you're rudely like, avoiding them. It's a weird. I'm not weird. a dick. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to. Uh, but everyone knows they're like, oh, it's so nice that they avoided me. It's yeah, like, this, yeah is, totally. this is where we've turned into. Uh, <laughs> this is true, but uh, also back to what we were talking about. So I have a couple notes on the power level deck. So we go over the power levels. I agree with them for the most part. Um, in our sense, though, we'd probably drop to 9, 10. We just turn ours into a scale where 10 being, you know, the strongest of the non-infinites. Well, that that's why this scale's kind of off, is that, yeah. like, look, a 10 is CDH, and that's really a different idea. Uh, so most people have their own tiers. That's what I'm saying. Like they, yeah. So they most people ignore it. That's why I said like an eight's the best anyway. So whatever. It's yeah. a scale from one to eight. <laughs> but to get to the the the, the patrons' uh, exact question, which was how to change them. And yeah. So them down mostly, but I, I I sort of put notes on both. So the power level of your deck. So if you feel you're playing, really, what you have to do is you have to judge it according to your meta. Yes. If you show up at a table and every time you pull out a certain deck, everyone at the table actually dislikes <laughs> what you're doing. Sure. Right? Then you're probably at too high of a power level for that, that meta. Yes. So how can you change your deck without changing the deck? That, oh, yeah. How do you change uh, the power level? One exception. If you're just playing like uh, scramble verse, that's why they hate you. It's not because it's look, a good deck. Look, singular cards <laughs> do not make a deck. Or, so. uh, or uh, or Chaos Lord, the one that makes you count all the permanents. They just hate you because you're being annoying. <laughs> the one where it's odd or even? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chaos Lord, Warp World, Scrambleverse, they're all fine. And if people hate that, then they just don't like red. Um, yeah. We will call them racist. Um, so a couple of notes I have here is the power level of your deck outside of the infinites and what the four that you listed. I think the biggest one is how fast how fast you can ramp how fast you can get above your opponents yeah at the end of the day magic is a game of you know finite resources right you know so you need to have the most so if you have the most mana if you have the most cards if you have the most everything you should be in a position of dominance yeah like it's if you can get your commander out and your commander's a big value engine yeah if you can get it out first you're like if you get maelstrom wander on turn three which i've seen me too yeah it's rough and then one. you hit and then you hit expropriate off the top and you're like okay well this game's over <laughs> well expropriate can't be cast from maelstrom oh sure i don't know what insane one that this person maybe it's just to take extra turns your two best is probably your two best is probably scourge of the throne and take an extra turn 
and then yes. you just keep spinning. But uh, <laughs> yes. But so one of the things is if you look at your deck and you think your deck is too powerful for your meta, or you think your deck is too good, and you don't want to take out the good cards. So the question was, what cards do you take out apart from the good cards? And for this, I think I'll classify good card as sort of the the money powerful card. So suppose you play a Karametra deck. Sure. Uh, and you don't want to remove. Uh, you don't want to remove white you don't main want to the crater hoof. You, know, okay. you like that as your win con. As one That's your, fine. That's a fair win con, yeah. Fair win con. It's a powerful win con. Yes. Dollar win con. It's a very powerful card. If you don't want to remove that, what do you remove to keep Karametra as a... I, I would say the first one is tutors, because if you can't tooth and nail into it, or court of calling well, into it, then your ability to get it, or uh, primal surge, which you might have, um, your ability to get it is lowered. I actually wouldn't remove that. What I would do is I would look to see if you're running any of those stupid cards that kind of trigger Karametra's power. So like the white main lion. Yes, white main lion. Gargoyle. A... The ones that <laughs> sort of just continually search for land, right? So yes, find yourself relying on those cards to get Crater Hoof. Take those ones out. Leave yes. Crater Hoof in. That's fair. Run your, you know, I think you should look at the engine pieces well, this goes back to, I've talked about this, where I always sort of think like, build your deck at like 80%, because then you'll file it like a six. Um, yeah. Basically go like, okay, I have all these synergies, but what if I only had 80% of these synergies? Yeah, yes. Well, then I got to take a couple out. So take a couple out so your deck doesn't quite synergize as well. Now, the easiest well, the thing to do is take out an expensive card you can't be bothered to afford. White main line's a little harder because it's like a dollar. <laughs> well, you know what? But people buy the expensive cards to run them. And I don't think anything should be wrong with sure, if you I'm, I'm thinking buy like a, if you're trying to, sort you're trying to famine, you should yeah. be able to run that card. Right. But if you're constructing the deck from your isolation currently, and you don't own a sort of face of famine, it might be the first thing you don't buy. <laughs> oh yeah. No, hundred percent. But like if you, I'm, I'm talking about if you already have a deck and you're, yeah. you're thinking about what to take out to make it better. Take out the pieces that sort of, the redundancy or the the adding to the engine parts instead of taking out the win cons or the big money pieces that yeah. everybody hates seeing a crater hit play, but you you shouldn't have to remove that just because people hate it. Remove the parts that get you to the crater yeah. faster. Or or take out Dosan and um, you know yeah. in your primal surge deck don't have Dosan so someone can actually stop you. I mean that is shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, exactly. But like. I mean, that would make your deck less good. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that's what the trade-off is because at the end of the day, like you can't really remove cards from a tuned deck without r removing an element of efficiency. You know, you, yeah. can't, you can't just power down a deck and expect to still maintain what you're doing. Uh, so there has to be a trade there. And if the trade isn't getting rid of your good cards or your expensive cards or your wing cons, then the trade has to be a part of the engine that gets you there. Yeah, well, that's why I said, like, taking out the tutors would be sort of the first step. Yeah. Now, I would never recommend anyone taking out tutors. I feel tutors are what bring you to a competitive level versus, like, a chair tribal deck uh, where you have 29 chairs. To uh, an extent. I Look, I think we've talked about this. My problem with tutors is uh, they make the decks all run the same, and then it's less fun because your deck, it, you might as well play 60 card, but the advantage of 60 card is the game's over and, five to like, ten minutes my banding deck uh, runs i don't really want to play an hour tutors. of the same thing over and over again my banding deck runs the same tutors my attraction deck ran for but what, do right? you tutor for the exact same card 
No, but you shouldn't either. If I need to respond to what you're you, doing. You shouldn't. But if your win con is um, crater hoof, you're probably tutoring all your creature tutors to get crater hoof. But if you're in, yeah, your creature tutors for sure. But at the end of the day, you're just going to remove a creature tutor so you don't tutor for the same, same tutor over and over again is weird. So you don't just go and get the same card. Well, that's, I don't that's what I'm that. trying to say is that um, if yeah. you find that you all you do is tutor for the same bloody card, then your deck's got to expand. Can you can coffers and herbals? <laughs> sure, yes. The mono black play. Yeah. So you could torment for Hellfire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Torment and Exsanguinate? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Black's the only one that I counter the tutors in. But uh, so yeah. I, I don't agree with that. I think you should run tutors. I just think you should spice your deck up a little bit more. Personally... I feel that's why I don't win at our tournaments is because I don't go by the ethos of tutoring for the same card every time. You tutor for like some wonky shit that you just want to cast. I'll tutor for something fun over sure. something that game winning. Like I'll tutor for uh, true conviction when I only have seven mana over the thing that'll win me the game because I think it's hilarious to drop it and watch people right. go, oh, oh I'm not, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> that might be why you haven't been winning tournaments. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a personal choice. Like I know I can at the end of the day, I know I could take my collection of cards, I could build five decks that could win a lot, or I could build ten decks that have dumb things in them that no one wants to see coming or ha or even sees coming. Right. Like um, when I drop a banalish hero, no one sure. even knows what it does. Well let alone <laughs> yes. the power of stopping all trample. <laughs> yes. Uh I wonder why you haven't won. Um, anyway, uh, so what's your thought on? So we've got uh, two thoughts. Mine is play less tutors so that your deck can't find its engine as easily. Um, yours is basically just knock out some of the synergistic cards. The deck is yes. slightly less synergistic. Because yeah. it's so, and it goes back to kind of the idea of the generals that we see now. I feel that you're you're going to be able to if you if you have that want. These new generals, you could probably build far less powerful decks because the generals are going to be so forgiving. Like Shalane is a prime example of a deck that you could build with just garbage and probably still yes. come out okay. And this is what we talk about when we hit random commanders where we're ranking them. Yeah. And we can do it because we know what the deck's going to be like because the look, Chulane builds itself because yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. it's it's just you build staples. It's you too could, much value. You build chair tribal in Chilane and probably come out top table. Like you, every, possibly. Yeah. You would, because she has so much value. You don't need the rest of the pieces there to have yeah. a competitive deck. Yeah. And I, and that's what's sort of weird when it's like, people are like, what are you excited for in the new sets? We're like, none of them because they're all like good. Well, actually the set actually has a lot of terrible ones. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but they're like terrible in a way that like I don't even have an interest in them. Uh, I enjoy commanders that are sort of wonky, and then you you try to make it work. So, uh, like at one point, I owned every one of the Planar Chaos six drop dragons yes. in general because they were just fun to try. One of them does three damage to all non-white creatures. That's his that's his only power. Like that's yes. a ridiculously bad power. <laughs> you know? Intet is as long as he's on the board, you can exile the top card of your library and cast it for free whenever you want. If he dies, you can't. That card's gone. Like you just fucking exiled nothing. Yeah. It's so, like, so a lot of the power level is what generally you're playing. So I guess, I guess here's one. If you're playing Marin, Clan of Toth or whatever it is, the the Golgari. Marin, yeah, Marin deck. The, yeah. yeah, the one that like all Golgari generals are, you know, yeah. subpar to. You're not to. playing Gitrog. You're playing Marin. 
Yeah. Um, how do you tone down that deck? Uh, by not running. So again, you, <laughs> you don't run spore flop. This is like my condition in Marin. But this brings up, I mentioned this with my, uh, well, I don't Like, know. does Marin win is my question. <laughs> I don't think so. I think because I've never, turtles. I've seen like four or five people play it. And at least in our format, where our time tournaments, where it's 45 minutes. That's true. That's true. Like, I can't that's think a of... three-hour deck. Like, you're just going to wait your way through that till you hit the exact card you need. Yeah, you just get, like, Rex Age, and you blow up yeah. stuff. But then you and don't... you get Spore Frogs. So you, you get Spore Frogs, and so no one kills you. But then you take those out. cards out. Yeah. And then you just yes. go for gold, or you just play for fun. And if you tell your table, if you're at a friendly game, if you're and it all comes down to where you're at. If you're at a kitchen table meta with all your friends that you know, and you say, I have Marin, I took out Spore Frog, they're most likely going to take you at face value. Sure. And I would say, now again, mine would be take out Entomb. You could take or, or you could, Or you could take out Spore Frog so you can't Entomb Spore Frog every exactly. game. You yeah. have to go get something more take interesting. Take out Spore Frog. <laughs> sure. And now play with like the stupid demon that, that brings out a bunch of harpies when it comes to like Play with things that are fun. like Or yeah. that are powerful. but not Hey, look. That harpy demon is friggin' powerful, it's, it's but good, like, but like Razaketh would be better. And run Razaketh again. I don't care as long as it's not those same cards that you see every time. Yeah. You know? uh, Gary, it probably wins off Gary. It still, definitely like. wins off Gary. One hundred percent. Kakusho, that's the one. It's a Gary Kakusho combo and a, winning and a grave pact and a spore yeah. frog. Yeah, it's a sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, this is a hard recursion deck. These are the win cons. Uh, so don't run, you know, run those, but don't run the pieces that enable them. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, again, I, I think it comes down to that. Like run the build, Pestilence Demon. Build it at 80%. Yeah. You know, go write down every all the best combos and then just Get throw two throw two of them away and the put in some, removing put in something fun. Unless it's the jet, the the, the uh, Lab Man Jace. The problem with removing wing cons is that you'll hate your own deck if you can't win. Yes. You know, you'll just stop playing it. So don't remove your wing cons. If you have a card that wins, keep that card in there. Remove the pieces that get you there faster to have sure. a, a more fun in, encounter with your friends. Yeah, I think that's talking probably about the playing best. at a tournament and it's go to yeah. like an event, bring your hardest deck you can bring for sure. But if you're just playing with your friends at your house or you're you're playing online at, right now, yeah. play something a little less powerful. But the, the other to side to it is to have sort of varying power decks because Sometimes oh, everyone 100%. is. Sometimes everyone is playing a super powerful one, and yep. you'll sit down and be like, "Oh, okay, we're doing this." Um, but sometimes people are like, "I'm trying this out," or "Hey, I want to play this one for fun," uh, or you're playing Plane Chase and everything's madness, so you might as well play whatever. Uh, we've had some bad Plane Chase, <laughs> and games. we do that. We have a chaos list. We've had yeah. Some bad chaos then, list. then there's no point in you trying to crush everyone because everyone's clearly playing for fun so have yeah. have a variety yeah um, definitely you should definitely like spice like, like spice it up and call out the table say what are you playing what are you playing and not to meta them but just to find out where they're at you know especially amongst friends me and you and two of our other friends are sitting down like Alyssa and ryan who've been on the show and we say yeah. what are you playing today and they call out their hardest decks i'm gonna pull out a hard deck but if they're like i'm gonna yeah play if they're like i'm playing I'm and playing Karlov and Axo, so I'm gonna be like, yeah. all right, well, I guess I'm gonna pull out something fun. Like, we're not going for the win here; we're going to chat. Yeah, uh, when someone sits down with Maelstrom Wanderer, I start thinking I should play a harder deck. So one of the other points that I wanted to bring up about this before we move on, because we spent a bit of time on it, is uh, yeah. and, and this is a quick one. 
if you want to tune down your deck, but you don't actually want to actually tune it down by removing cards, don't play the cards. Keep them in your hand. Oh, yes. You know, if Aetherflux Reservoir is about to kill the board and it's turn <laughs> eight and you don't want to do that, don't play Aetherflux Reservoir. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal in a friendly game. One of the rules we have at my place, and you've played here too, where, you know, if you have a card in your hand that you know is going to dominate, be like, I'm discarding this card and drawing a new one. Yeah. I've done it with eight Avison, you know? It's like turn five, I have enough mana to cast Avison. I know no one can kill it. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to yeah, throw just... Avison. And draw a new card. Is everyone okay? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fine. And everyone's okay with that. I've done it with Iona too, where it's like I'm playing two mono red decks and I say, <laughs> Iona, draw a new card, all right? And everyone at the table's like, yeah, do that, bud. Like, yeah. Or, or sometimes people go, no, this game's falling apart anyway. You might as well just, we'll just concede yeah, to you. That, that happens where you're just too far ahead already or, or someone's so far ahead that they're like, yeah, play it. Let's see if I can play through it kind of thing. But yeah. at that point, it becomes a test run. Or yeah. seeing if you can do something. But most of the time, if you have a card in hand, you know it's about to dominate. You just say, I have this. Can I just pitch it to draw a new card? And the table will say, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. You know, we have a bunch of rules where the unofficial ones, where it's like someone hasn't hit a land in four or five turns. You tell them to scry till you hit one. You know, things where yeah. it's like, keep you in the game. Keep it fun. Keep you engaged. Yeah, that's when we're playing for fun, not in the tournaments. Yeah. And that it's just sort of like, well, this is all. Bad. This is all if you're playing at your kitchen table. Like, yeah, you're not your actually group. playing for money. Some groups love to crush each other, and that's fine. Like, that's sure. how they play. Then that's that. Just let everyone know that that's the intent. Exactly. Like, if you have we're, a new player play group, find it out. We're in a fairly like experimental meta. Like, there's there's like twelve people we play with, um, and there's a lot of people sort of who just are like, I'm building a wonky deck. Um, and that sort of keeps our meta from becoming too overpowered. Um, yeah. But it is it is balancing it. But again, I would argue that, you know, you don't have to play an eight to beat an eight. Yeah, the eight's going to probably uh, do well. But given the multiplayer format, if you're playing three sixes against an eight, the eight's actually probably in trouble because they're going to yeah. get ganged up on. If the eight comes out too hard or the general is just too strong. Yeah. Uh, then if you're like, like if you're I have a couple decks like where Torbrand, for the first few times I played it, people kind of discarded the idea of Torbrand being an effective general. And then you just watch your board die over and over again. Yeah. And you watch yourself just losing four or five life per spell you cast. And you're like, wait. Yeah, well, it's kind of more than the four or five I gave him credit for. Yeah, they drop a spell shock, and you're like, wait, I take four damage every time yeah. I cast a spell? There's a spell shock in a, in a mana barbs out, and all of a sudden you tap four mana, you take 12, you cast that spell, take another four, your half your life's gone. <laughs> it's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, what just happened here? Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely that to be said. Like, you know, your, your meta should shape your decks. Yeah. Like if you're, and that's the final rule of this is, in my mind, the, the, the number one rule should be, your personal meta should shape the way you build your deck. So if your meta is hard, build hard. If your meta is a bit softer and a bit more forgiving and a bit more fun, build yeah. fun. So what deck, now I can't remember, when we, we talked about our own decks, you talked about Locust God. Yeah. And so you'll give that, what, a seven push seven to an and eight? A half if I had to. So my Mogus, yeah. I would, just in terms of, oh, just my chair's breaking on me here. Um, <laughs> if anyone heard that. Uh, we all heard it. Sweet. There's a there's a bar I noticed that uh, the the nail came off of, and I got to put it back together. But it just came off as I'm sitting. Are you here. like standing now? 
No, I'm just hoping the chair doesn't completely collapse under me. Um, Bogus, I'd probably say is a six because I think group hug on itself is more too chaotic to be stronger. Um, it's got a lot of powerful cards, but it does not. I don't play tutors on purpose because if I tutored up mana barbs every game, no one would play against me. Um, so it's not focused enough. So if you look at that deck, I would say it's a six because there's a bunch of powerful cards. It sort of controls the gameplay, but it doesn't really have a through fair to like, here's how I win. Um, it just does a lot of damage, and then I hope to find a way to win. I would put I would put Rakdos probably at the same level as Mono Red, and that I don't feel Rakdos can get to an eight. Vile Smasher might be the only way. Yeah. And I mean you can easily go from but that's usually combined with some with vile smasher so you're just you're wondering where that line is drawn but like most rakdos generals because of the lack of ramp yeah. lack of tutors that matter uh, but then on, they're on the other side stuck in that zone right but the other side like a simic is really hard to put in the five and six i feel a simic starts at five there's no unless you actually try <laughs> i like think oral clade is probably you mean like, like the worst Simic general I can think of. I don't know that one off the top of my head. The one that you could tap it to double the amount of counters on one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, that's a that's a bad Simic general. It's still great. Yes. Like, I would argue that that's going to be hard to pare down. So, a lot of it is the choice you make in your general. Yeah. And then the other side of it is just, I guess, how efficiently you hit your win cons. Is yeah. your best yeah. gauge of power levels. If you go, I can hit these pretty good then you get a pretty strong one you don't need to really number it you're just like yep. this is a strong deck it hits win cons easily and this is a not as strong deck because it it doesn't hit them very I mean, easily in our meta i know that me and you sacrifice a lot of hitting our win cons a lot of people do uh sacrifice hitting the win con for responding to the other player's win con yes we do right. a little so bit more of like I, of if i can stop way, you i have more time yeah is our deck able to stop you versus is our deck able to win out and as these new new cards get spoiled i feel like responses are more and more important because i feel like edh is going towards like one um, of our friends said i think i talked about this and whether or not like uh someone was asking me about sort of legacy and whether or not people like go because i was playing this tournament that who knows i qualified for a tournament that's never going to happen um about infinites in it i was like well no infinites don't happen because there's too many responses and too many ways to stop it it's sort of just a thing that's mostly in Commander. But I feel like they need better responses now. There's yeah. been an extreme one that was spoiled that I do not... It's just like you play and win the game. Um, the, the destroy all... Uh, not <laughs> the permanence your players you control. control. yeah. Oh, my God. So, the uh, ultimatum. Uh, yeah, that's awful. But um, you've got to be able to stop them because if you just uncheck, then people are just going to combo out and win. Yeah pretty quickly oh hello uh the we've got the, more discord chats coming up we here. did have another discord check <laughs> but yeah the the whole idea of uh of um you know running your wing cons over your your removal running whatever i mean we we have i feel from talking to people we have a weird sort of meta that we have built ourselves well the, the no one the no infinite is a, a different rule for people yeah it but I think it's more. It definitely it's more, weirds out the whole game. But I think it 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 nullify it. Sorry, I guess it evens out the power levels. It does. It does because you can only go so high. 
and everyone yeah. just you can clearly see the point where you're at a super now again we've played against some insanely you can still pull that off but it, it gets a little more obvious yeah i mean so, we've, both, we've all pulled off wins where you know turn three the game is over uh yeah. you're just playing it out at that point you know mm-hmm. you're, you're holding a handful of counter spells you have everything on board to kill people and you're just playing it out we just don't have that infinite win scenario where yeah i've played against uh, one or either flex people to death or draw yeah. your deck out i've played against enter the infinite with uh, what's the discard a card to untap something uh, mind over matter. Mind over matter with a Nykthos out, and it's like, look, the game's over. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like you clearly are going to win the game. Yeah. Uh, that happens. It's not infinite. Oh. Uh, if you've got that combo, you're playing about as hard as you can without being CDH. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, those cards are you know a five drop mind over matter. I don't know of any CDH decks that run it as a no as a main board like wincon there might be some that run it as like an alt but it's i feel too, it's probably too slow it is probably too slow uh, we should probably get on to our homework though yeah we should we're up to almost an hour here of just oh man well look where do we have to be <laughs> or our <laughs> listeners i mean god everyone's stuck at home you clearly don't have anything important to do right now hey, i still work for a living buddy well you suck <laughs> <laughs> I have you know, a job. Your homework was to me was to build Johan with no, no, uh, no problems. I could, I didn't have any. No, so it's the Naj, Naya. Look, man, I've been drinking for an hour here. Uh, Naya General that gives as long as it's untapped, I think, and not attacking. and not attacking your creatures have vigilance. Yes, that's all it does. So, uh, my build for Johan was fairly simple. I didn't go crazy on it. My first thought was to build kind of like a, a deck that used tap ability, so you could swing and then tap afterwards, but I noticed that uh-huh. online he's pretty much an exert deck, so I, I went against that. And what I built instead was a green ramp Boros deck. How would it be exert? They'd still... They don't tap, so... Oh, all you'd still exert it, but you wouldn't... Don't untap. Oh, that's interesting. So everyone puts every exert card in red, white, and green in them. So that kind of ruined my idea because right. I didn't want to just do what everyone else did. Sure. Well, that's what not I did was I just built Boros Legends because I realized I can't actually win with Johan because he can't swing. Right. So I need other ways to kill people. And the only good things in Boros are usually their big fat generals. Now, you picked Boros because you just don't care about the green or because you forgot? Green green was just going to be ramp. Okay. <laughs> all the green was going to be for is I would run all the ramp cards to get all the mana to cast the big Boros cards. Okay. So it would run Gisela. It would run Aurelia. It would run the other Aurelia. It would run, you know, um, Bassandra, the one that you can't cast spells. I think her name Basada or something like that. The Roma. cast spells in combat. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would run the, um, the liege. It would run all these cards to sort of boost creatures and just be a straight Boros aggro deck. Just basically, I gain vigilance, which just gives me better creatures, kind of yeah, idea. Yeah, and and all these creatures sort of doubles blockers, and especially if you yeah. have Gisela. If you have Gisela with vigilance, you're you're flying pretty good at that point. True. Yeah, well, I mentioned this when I pitched it to you, was that Vigilance is better than people give it credit for. 
It is. It is. Brave play, the play, Thing, one of the best two drop and yeah. champions. Play, uh, play limited and have someone play um, Sarah's Angel against you. Yeah. And find out how bad Vigilance is. <laughs> no, yeah. If you build a constructed deck, like uh, if you draft a Sarah's Angel and can get it on play, you're yeah. probably going to take that game. Like, <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Iconic Masters that had it, and I played it, and I was like, there's nothing. I, I don't know. As long as Sarah's Angel's bigger than my creature, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's in, it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that was my idea, is to sort of build a Boros deck with green for the ramp, and right. then just literally use Johan for his power, you know, as the sick drop 5-4 that he is. But why wouldn't you play, you'd, why wouldn't you play like Galta? Or you just, because I wanted to go Boros. Because you're just bored? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing to run is a card that my so I couldn't remember the name of it till one of our friends told me the Dragon Throne of Tarkir, which you would slap onto uh, Johan. Right. So the Dragon Throne gives a uh, creature. Let me just bring it up to read it. It gives it like Defender. Yeah, and then it gives all of your uh, so equip creature has Defender and for two oh, yeah. habits. Other creatures you control green trample in plus X plus X until end of turn where X is this creature's power. So you swing with vigilance. All your creatures yeah. gain vigilance. You tap him for the effect to give him all plus five plus five. <laughs> That's and trample. trample. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. So that was his play. I couldn't remember the name of this card. I remembered it was a throne. I just didn't know what it was. And then he brought it up and said, it's this card, Dragon Throne. Yeah. So this is a 100% mainstay in Yohan. In my, no matter how you build it, you probably want this card. Yeah, that sounds uh, just because Johan you can't attack with, so he's just sitting around doing nothing. Doing nothing, so you need something to do with him. Uh, so yeah, so that was that was my build is a Boros secret Boros uh, <laughs> Johan deck where the only green you need is ramp. So it'll be Maybe better crater. than Boros. Maybe greater, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, sounds good. Uh, my deck got a lot jankier because I think I was inspired by our talk last week about uh, alternate win cons. Okay. So I had to build Chromium from M19, was it? Oh, yeah, you did. So it was Chromium the Mutable, which is a 7-7 flash, can't be countered flying. It's banned. Uh, no. It's, um, it's uh, that terrible one. Et, no, it's Esper. Esper, yeah. Right, so so that's fine. Seven seven flash. I laugh that it's flash, but it's like a seven drop. So like, come on, <laughs> you have to hold a whole lot of man up for this flash card. Uh, can't be countered. Sure, that's actually pretty sweet. Flying, all that I felt was boring um, and just whatever. I felt the ability that had to be exploited was the discard a card. Chromium the mutable becomes a one one human with no abilities. I think, but hexproof. So, and can't be blocked. And can't be blocked. So the idea normally would be to make Chromium, give it a bunch of equipment, swing. If someone tries to kill it, you lose six power, but they don't kill it. Uh, or they have a blocker, so now it's a six power less, but you get through and you do combat shenanigans. I'm assuming Infect would be the way to run this guy. Yeah, So, but that's not the point of this. We're supposed to build janky builds that are weird. So I thought the best one was to exploit the discard ability, which is that you have a free discard. So some you could think is play madness and you could just discard and madness them out. Fine, whatever. Um, that wasn't the way because I thought uh, you can exploit this in some ways. And then I thought you should make a Lich's mastery deck 
<laughs> because Lich's Mastery, so it's hexproof. You can't lose the game. Whenever you gain life, draw that many cards. Whenever you lose life for each one life uh, lost, exile a permanent you control or a card from your hand or graveyard. So if you can get this out and you can pitch stuff to the graveyard or draw stuff, you can have tons of cards already in your graveyard. You can have a bunch of cards in your hand and you can just keep going. So that was my first thought. So if you're playing Lich's Mastery, you should be playing Approach of the Second Sun. Of course. Then you just play it, draw it back again and play it again. Um, then I thought if you're pitching stuff to the graveyard, what are things you could pitch to get back? And the best way to get sort of everything was to play open the vaults and replenish and somehow build like an enchantment deck that you just pitch them all to Chromium when you feel like it. And then you just replenish them out. I don't know off the top of my head what enchantments you should play. So here's one you run. I it doesn't matter. Like play humility. You sure? Uh, the, so it's the, the Orzov's gift. So you run all of those like God ones from the, from the um, Lorwyn, I think it was. The ones that gave you plus one, plus one for each color you were, and then a special power. So, like, Steel was plus one, plus one if you were white, plus one, plus one if you are blue, unblockable, and lifelink. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the black one was just plus three, plus three if you were black and white. And then the right. blue-black one was plus two, plus two. Uh, your opponent discards a card, you draw a card. Right. So run all yeah. those. Make them a beast. Sure. Yeah, so I thought, look, here's how you can exploit it. So, so that was that. And then the other way was just to exploit uh, more of the discard. So a couple... A couple cards that work well with this card are uh, Bone Miser Amazing. and um, Waste Knot. So you could pitch cards and get stuff. Waste Knot uh, doesn't affect you, though. Uh, sorry, that's that's why I don't have that on my list then. Uh, just Bone Miser. Okay. Um, uh, Drake Haven says whenever you cycle or discard a card, if you pay one, you make a 2-2 Drake token with flying. True. Faith of the Devoted is whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. I've never even heard of that card. It's uh, from Amicat. That's um, so with Lich's Mastery, you just win the game <laughs> because you gain two life and draw two cards. And it just says one, make everyone lose two life, draw two cards. <laughs> uh, Jesus. And so away you go. And it's an enchantment, so you can cheat it out or whatever. Uh, Curator of Mis uh, Mysteries is a Sphinx that whenever you discard a card, you can scry one. Uh, Archfiend of Interferes, whenever you cycle or discard a card, you put a minus one, minus one counter on each creature your opponent controls. And then Shallow Grave is also from Imaket. Return to your hand all cards in your graveyard. You cycled or discarded this turn. And it's an instant. So I thought that one would be fun. because, And then you just basically put a bunch of card drawn. You put a bunch of enchantments in. You pitch everything in the graveyard when you feel like it. You reanimate it back. You draw a bunch of cards. Um, and you keep going through one of these weird-ass combos. And Chromium does not matter except for its discardability. That's that's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I texted you when I was making this. I was like, Brian, this Chromium deck actually might be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, if you want to do Mortal Kombat or other win cons, you might be able to pull it off with this deck. Totally. Um, I can feel that. I feel it. I feel like there's a couple that you could uh, you could you could put in there of these alternate win cons. You could be like, whoops, I just win the game. I drop this. Here we go. Uh, the gain life, the just uh, test of endurance, you have 50 or more life. Just <laughs> cheat that out with replenish and, and there just you hope. go. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you feel like it. Um, <laughs> give yourself flash with a Videlkin Ori or a, a Ley Line just to make it worse. Well, both of our assignments sounded like they were fun. Yes, and that's the point. And we're bored, so you know it's it's good to... 
Yeah, I put a little bit more effort in this one. I was like, I'm going to do this. I was like, I'm going to go Boros. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I started building in my head. And at one point, I actually had Johan out because I have a whiteboarded Johan. And uh, I was like, I'm going to build it. And then I did not. So, uh, <laughs> Well, because as we said, there's sort of like this like, well, I mean – well, like it, I'll get bored of it before I even play with it. Well, especially me, you know me. I'll, I'll I get bored of decks playing it once. Yeah. But uh, in thoughts of uh, us playing, uh, if we can play online, um, I guess here's a little tip: um, there's certain cards you should not play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Praetor's Grasp is a really bad idea. Yes. <laughs> Bribery, like anything that searches your opponent's library, is probably not a good idea. Um, I'm going to wait for the Chaos Warp shenanigans where you can't actually cut their deck so they just draw the same card that you Chaos Warped away. <laughs> so, many, so many more chances to cheat when you're just playing online. But uh, I <laughs> we'll know there's... going to go on the honor system, buddy. Yeah, I know there's going to be some confusion. There's going to be lots of mistakes and there's going to be just weird and you're going to play a card and be like, wait, this doesn't work. Like you're going to play like a, a steel deck and just get confused. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll be like, I treachery this thing, or I gilded Drake it, but everyone forgets who has the gilded Drake yeah, and who it's has my wild. card, though, right? <laughs> gilded Drake. But it's on my screen, but it's yours, and I have this card you have. Yeah, and, definitely. Oh, I know that God. some of us were talking about playing uh, with the uh, X Major Apprentice or whatever. I don't know. I downloaded a couple of them, and they were only updated to like 2018. Oh, okay. I felt it wasn't really good, but yeah, I feel that we should all just get webcams and play. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. Uh, send triplets also a bad one. You shouldn't play. Oh online. God, I'm never. <laughs> I would, I would go to someone's house and. Punch Can you hold your hand up to my uh, Emrakul? I'm going to take Brian. Bri- I'm going to take Brian's turn. I don't know how I'm going to play it. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like something a douchebag would do. Um... <laughs> so, so anyway, that's my thoughts as I'm waiting to hear from people uh, playing online and just being like, oh my God, these cards, why, why, God, playing online sucks. <laughs> I can't well, figure out how to make these cards work over my webcam. Yeah, I'm hoping that we can find a way to do it because I, I am missing magic. I, I am too. Say. I was talking to one of our, one of our friends and uh, he was working and I said, you know what? I just miss it. I just want to play it. Yeah. You know? I just want to be in the game. Well, that's going to be our homework for this week is we're going to figure out how to do it. Uh, now, again, we're over time, but uh, let's do random command quickly because screw it. Where do we have to be? Yeah, exactly. We got no time. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we will do random commander. I got it up and ready. Evan, sure. yours is. Perfect. So I can't even see the card. Awesome. Uh, you have a partner one. Should I reroll or do you want the partners? No, no. Give me the partner. All right. We don't so reroll. Right spear. And Corvath Bright Flame. Oh, Jesus. So, Silva Bright Spear is the 2 2 White Knight for three. Oh, I, you uh, got uh, the Knight Dragons. Double Strike, Dragons on your team. Your team controls have Double Strike. And then the Dragon, Corvath Bright Flame, is the six drop, three, four. Partners with her. Flying Haste, Knights on your team have Flying in Haste. Yeah, this is. Um, Oros. This is getting ahead, but. The uh, the spoiled Boros commander, that's the human non-human, has the same problem as these cards, which is yeah. you're trying to trigger two different tribes and it's never going to work. Not well, anyway, not well. I feel you have to yeah. focus on one tribe. Yes, and so, I mean, this one's clear. is, is Dragons having double strike is way better than knights having haste. And just, just 
whatever it is. Um, like when you play this, you should play it so that you cast Sylvia Bright Spear and give your dragons double strike, and then you do not cast the other one. <laughs> I guess because it could have double strike, but a three four for six with double strike isn't nearly as good as the other dragons you could cast. You mean um, uh, like the eight eight? Uh, what is it? The pumpable one, the fire breathing world uh, tyrant, dragon tyrant. Sure, that one already has double strike though. I'm thinking oh, like it does, mol- right. molten steel. Bolt. Double strike would be pretty sweet. Shivan even with double strike's not bad. Which one? Shivan Dragon. No, 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 yeah, favorite of mine. Uh, <laughs> Entire so deck back with it, I believe. I do. <sighs> I can't remember if we mentioned that in the accidental leaked episode, but I have a deck backed with a uh, 2016 Shivan Dragons. <laughs> um, and I have a deck backed with a Conspiracy Goblin Balloon Brigades. Yes, because you wanted to make 99. Uh, red red balloons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this is a Boros one. Its problem is you're just going to play dragons, but then you're going to shoot yourself in the foot and play white so that your mana base is now more complicated because then you can't play things like Shiv and Dragon easily because you've got a bunch of white mana that doesn't yeah. uh, doesn't fire breathe it. So it's probably less efficient than if you just played like the Brood Mother from a couple years ago. Um, but this is the way you do. I would not play knights. I would just play dragons. Give them double strike. Uh, away you go. Uh, play, you know, the one that steals artifacts, just to be a jerk. Oh yeah, um, the Hellkite Tower. Yeah, uh, play uh, Scourge of the Throne. Just well, go, yeah. go aggro. Do Put not even bother. The one that uh, that gives you dragons every time you swing with a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Play all that. Play awesome ones. Give them double strike, and do not play the actual dragon. <laughs> it's it's pointless um and, and that's i think how you'd play that deck so hate. Uh, hate uh like a one you're playing boros and you're playing boros aggro i'll give it a one and a half just because not everyone can deal with flying so the double strike will hurt true, true. but uh, you'll be slow you got none. You're just beating face every time. <laughs> like a one, you're just going to play a dragon and you're going to attack for 12 damage on someone. Like that's uh, it. <laughs> and fun. Uh, give it a one and a half. Dragons are fun because they're big. Tim, like if you're a Tim player, this will be fun. There's, I can't think of any synergies. <laughs> no, I... I... Uh, I think for fun, I mean, it depends on how you like tribes and how you like big tribes. First thing about this is that you're not getting these guys out easily in Boros. No, that's the biggest problem. So, I mean, you'll, you'll get not, two or three dragons out before a board wipe, maybe. There's not a lot of white dragons that add to it, so you're mostly playing a mono-red deck, and you're yeah. playing white for, I guess, removal, yeah. um, which is why I worry that you'll completely screw over your mana base, because you'll draw all your planes when you have creatures, and you'll draw all your mountains when you need removal but i guess the advantage is most removal is like one white yeah you're not running too many double white removal um no you could run jihad uh so anyway (laughs) the whole i i it was you know i would i would build this for fun yeah i think i think this would be an interesting if you wanted to play dragon tribal you could do far worse than this one yeah um because double strike it's like playing I mean, I guess this would be a question. Dragonlord Atarka gives all dragons double strike. All attacking in, dragons. Attacking dragons. And it's in Gruul. Yeah. So is this better, I guess, would be no. the question. Uh, um, no. 
probably green, green gives you the advantage. I feel. I I feel like it too, um, and that would be the thing. Now you could get double strike faster because this one is only a three drop. Who cares but, if your dragons cost five? <laughs> but your dragons aren't out at that point anyway. So you might uh, have a dragon whelp. So you can give that one double strike. Yes, and I would play the uh, the hellkite, um, the one that attacks a random person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. One's, that one's like a six-five. That'll hurt. <laughs> now the big winner on this would be that uh, that Hellkite Charger or whatever the one that you can gain another attack step. This would be huge in this deck. Yes, yeah, yeah. So anyway, plus you could, would be huge. I'll give it like a one and a half because you could have fun, but you have to be a Timmy player. You have to want to just play big creatures. True. Let's do it. My All right, way. let's hit the random. I've got it. Uh, oh, you have it. Good. I have one, but I think we've already talked about it. Well, give it to me anyway. So mine's Najila the Blade Blossom. But I'm pretty sure this is the second time we've had a repeat. So if you have one, you can talk about yours. Okay, I have Yeheni, the Undying Partisan. That's better. If someone wants to tell us and we skip Najila, we'll talk about it next week. But I'm well, fairly certain whole segment on her. I'm uh, fairly certain we've already talked about her. So Yeheni is the 2-2 haste for three, uh, Age no. of Born Vampire. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus one plus one counter on it, sacrifice another creature, give it indestructible. This guy's pretty much the whole package for Mono Black. Uh, yes, and when I was early into Commander, you built this deck and I built this deck, and yours was better than mine because I didn't have any like I didn't have the value cards yet. <laughs> yeah, like he he capitalizes on like value sack engines for sure. This guy is yeah. four wipes. This guy is a straight beast. Uh, yeah, like Grave Pact is like awesome, and then there's the um, what's that equipment that you get a one-one counter when a creature dies? Oh, the, the Sword of the Blood Chief, which which yeah. gives an extra one-one <laughs> counter when a vampire has it on, which he is. Yeah, so you put it on that, you sack a thrall to him, give him indestructible, board wipe, gain a shit ton of tokens, and just kill someone with yeah. him. That's the yeah, yeah. He's probably the best mono black Voltron. Oh, him and Miri are—he's better than Miri, but Miri's still damn good. But yeah, yeah, he's weird I because can't... you have to play other creatures to gain that uh, yeah. indestructible. But Black's so easy to exploit sacrifice effects that it's not a problem. You can play a whole deck where every creature is under his casting cost of three for Mono Black. Like, there's a lot of very cheap Black creatures that are effective. Typhoid yeah. Rats being the, probably the least of them, which is a one-drop, one-one Death Touch. Like, no one's swinging yeah. into a Death Touch. You'll have that to <laughs> kill him. True. Uh, He's a, so he's, yeah, mono black. He's, he's a, he's a weird one because you do want to have creatures, but they don't actually do anything. They no, just, they just, they just give them indestructible or yeah. you use it for your own sac effects. And like I've even can. seen times where people have had the ability to destroy them multiple times. So you have to sack multiple creatures because you put it on the stack. They'll kill them again. You put it on the yeah. stack again. So <laughs> it's a really, he's a really fun general. There's a lot of interaction, although not in the way people think about it. Um, between him and your opponents because they they want him to die. Like a smart opponent wants Yeheni to die. Yes. Right away. So for politics, it's mild black. There's no real politics here. Um, no, because all the all the effects are going to be global. Like you're going to play like a Fleshbag Marauder just to get back. And it's all board wipes and it's all grave pack sack effects. Yeah. Um, but you don't single anyone out. Just any player who's struggling is just going to die by the wayside. This like is, you're not, you're not going to pick friends. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the least political black general I've seen in a while because you do want everyone to lose everything. There's no point in making a friend because you want everyone shit to die. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you benefit from everyone dying. Yeah. 
Like a grave packed out with him is everyone else's worst nightmare. Yes. Because even if you have an indestructible, like, a, a, you know, we've had her on the show, Alyssa runs as a Talpa deck. Uh, yes. If I have a grave <laughs> packed out, that's a bad time for her. <laughs> yeah. No way that's coming out good. Um, yeah. Now he can't sack himself to himself. It's sacking other creatures. So there's that, but uh, still, it's still a bad time. Uh, so for, for politics, he's got a, he's got a one. Uh, for yeah, fun, Yeheni is a very fun deck because unlike most black decks, you're not relying upon the X spells. <laughs> yes, uh, you're probably not even going to bother playing them because... Yeah, let's be fair. You're going to run Torment. It's just too good of a card. Sure. It's called, you know... Well, actually... For a reason. Yeah, because it can make them sack their creatures and therefore they... And it's a sack. Yeehenny. So, yeah. uh, he's, he wants that in there, but he's hoping they have a shit ton of creatures. So he wants that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but unlike Black, he's not winning off of Gary and Kakusho. He's winning off of hoping to get through. Yeah. Like, he's a super fun general for Black because you can run him completely outside the box. So, for fun, I'd put him at a two. Yeah. You're... Yeah, I can see that because he's got the Sax synergy and he's got a Voltron synergy, and that's different for Black. Yeah. Um, it's not just straight reanimator, which yeah. a lot of Black is. He doesn't or care just... what reanimating is. Like. He's actually more of a token deck. He wants to produce constantly. Yeah, the gate indestructible. Um, and then for hate, I don't know. It's a weird one. He's definitely high. I don't know if he's the highest black general, but he's close. Yeah, because there's a, about a two, two and a half. Easy. You can you get a great packed out, and everyone hates you because they do not know how to play through you. No, and he's a he's a three drop with haste for him black. <laughs> yes, the, the haste is always good because you could basically just, you could you could get about turn two and just start swinging at people if you get a soul yeah. ring. And, and from turn two on, every turn after that, you can start killing creatures and he's just getting bigger. Yeah. Like so if you, you have a he, lightning greaves, because he doesn't care about anything else going on, he can win yeah. by himself. So you slap <laughs> yeah. a lightning greaves on him and he just starts swinging at people who don't have blockers and once turn three starts, you start blowing up creatures, you board wipe, you do whatever, you're in the driver's seat yeah so uh yeah you can have an explosive start that'll cause huge problems for people yes. with him um so yeah i'd probably another bonus about this guy is that you don't have to run coffers and herbord no you don't you don't have to care so that means that when you tutor you don't have to go get them yeah you can go get uh, uh you can go get bladed blood cheap sure i was trying to think of like a crappy creature to sack you can you go just, get Blood Artist. I've mentioned this like a hundred times. You just go get Great Packs. <laughs> that's you that's the card you get. Or, or you can get Dicky. You want to be sure. sneaky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think he's a... I you still should, uh, this is the one, uh, Revel and Riches from last week. Oh, yeah. Definitely needs to be in your Henny deck because, come on. <laughs> yeah. That fits hand in hand with this guy. He, he has a whole bunch of synergy with cards that people don't see. Yeah. In black normally. And he, he creates a really fun encounter and really fun experience for the player and the opponents. Yeah, but to his hates probably um, it's like, it's it's a two or higher. Yeah, I'd probably say that. If people know what they're dealing with. And that's the other side of it, is that he's not a super popular general. Uh, but the people who build him, you you tend to build them right. You don't build them unless you know what you're doing with him. Yeah. He's not a general you just pick out and say, This guy looks like something I'll start with. Uh that's like Chainer, Kakusho, things that have obvious win cons. Yeah. This guy has more of a sort of uh, subtle win con, but he's also pretty intense when he gets there. So that's where I'm at. 
Yeah, sounds. Yeah, that's. I agree. Right, you're right over there. Everything okay? Going okay? Uh, yeah, I'm just. You know, well, to be fair, it's just uh, the the lands. Just so we can date ourselves, I just got the message on our uh, about uh, what the cycle of lands is in Aquaria. So I was reading that, and not paying attention to you. Oh, well, well damn! I didn't. Hear that. <laughs> oh, but, uh, there, so, is the cycle any good? It's a uh, cycling tricolor lands. Weird. But but they have they appear to have the basic land type, and they cycle for three, but they still come into play tapped. So I don't know if they're good. <laughs> Who knows? Anything That's what I was trying to think. Though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so wait uh, like a month for us to even consider talking about them because yeah. we're, not, we're not, they're not coming out May 15th. So just go about your lives. Yeah, go, go about your business. Uh, so that was our episode. Yeah. I'd like uh, to thank everyone for listening. It did go a little bit long. We had a lot to say. We haven't recorded in a while. So, uh, and we're both stir crazy. So yeah. And uh, if you've got deck lists, I think I've got, we've got two right now that we got to talk right about. Now, so yeah. a third would be sweet. If someone wants to send us a yeah. third uh, and then we can make an episode out of that. Um, you can send those to EDH at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can go uh, to, facebook page uh, edh wrecked and send us a message in there we tend to one of us responds if it's yep. me if it's a uh, nice it's evan <laughs> yeah exactly uh, and you can uh, reach out to us there as well to get an ad to, to discord we have a we have a little following building in there a lot of activity uh we did receive uh, reserve for the patron sorry but we opened it in this time of uh, isolation so that we can all talk <laughs> because we're all bored and yep. uh, you can also find us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash edhrect. They have a couple tiers. We always add everyone. We kind of bounce around the tiers. So even if we subscribe to a lower one, we tend to clump you into the higher ones anyway. And uh, we have a Twitter that's mostly resolved for just uh, telling people they're playing cards wrong or that they're tryhards. Yeah, yeah. Evan, yeah. Evan tor- sort of controls the Twitter, and he's like me on Facebook. He's just a, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's just I've a little just, bit of a douchebag on Twitter. There. I've been getting tired of everyone being like, oh, it's like, don't even, you read it wrong. No one cares. Um, and <laughs> that's, that's like your answer on everything. This won't be played. Don't worry about it. That's, that's like essentially how I've treated all the Aquarius spoilers. They're like, guess what? No one's playing that mechanic. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's been awesome. Uh, but that's but, where you can find us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and we're stir crazy. So find us and talk to us. Yeah, totally. Jump in. If you like I said, you want that Discord mm-hmm. invite, more the merrier. I'd love and to. Tell us tell us what deck you're building that you'll never use. <laughs> <laughs> you'll break up before it even ends. And apart from that, guys, yeah. that's uh, that's all we got. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll see yeah. you guys at a random time in the near future for episode forty four. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll see what state the world is in. Perfect. All right. We should know night. all the spoilers by then. We should. Hope, hopefully, we'll, we'll... We'll get close. Yeah, we'll probably just talk about new decks. So if, if you've got an Aquaria General and you're like, I wonder what they... they brew up the thing and send it to us, and we'll accidentally talk about Aquaria that way. Yeah, yeah. Just force us to talk about it, and that'll be fine. Yeah. The Cycling Commander, do you like that garbage general? Uh, send us that one. <laughs> Uh, On that note, goodbye. (laughs) Bye.